0: Hi mama, I'm so happy you're here today. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics ever, time with God. I'm going to share a little bit about what my time with God looks like and we can talk about what what yours can look like. It doesn't have to be, you know, one size fits all, but this is the most important thing that you can integrate into your healing journey is making sure you have daily time with God. And this question comes from someone in the Facebook group asking, "Hey, You talk about hearing from God and that this verse spoke to you. How did you find that verse? What does your time with God look like? I don't know what to do. So, I, I love that someone asked that question. I think it's such an important question. And I don't have all of the answers, but I want to share with you what I do know, what I do do. And again, there are many other resources out there, but I would love to share with you how God speaks to me and what that looks like. And maybe that'll help inspire you for what your time with God could look like. And I just want to say, you know, so cool that this question came from the Facebook group. If you have questions like this, if you're listening, and you're like, well, how did you get to this point? Or what? God said that to you? what does that even mean? Please come in. You can post anonymously. So if you're worried about someone seeing your name and thinking, oh, that's a dumb question, which by the way, it never is. But you know what? I'm the queen of that. I went through all of uh, high school, college, and grad school without raising my hand and asking questions. So I get that. So Because of that, you can post anonymously. I know I'm going to love your question, but if you're worried about that, that's for you. And so I would love to hear your questions, love to hear your feedback, make sure you pop in and you can inspire whole episodes. Like this whole episode is inspired by someone's question. So make sure you're in there. It is now called Mental Health Support Group for Faith Led Moms. You can use the link in the show notes and I would love to see you there. I want to hear your stories, see your face, and I cannot wait to get to know you. All right, well, let's jump into today's episode. And I can't wait to see what God wants to speak to you. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so I said this in the last episode and I said it in the intro, but I got to say it again because it could not be more important. Time with God daily is the most essential component that you can have on your healing journey. This is a space for God to speak to you, for God to heal you, for God to move in your life. And if you do not have this daily in your life, you are missing out big time. Now, this is not to make you feel guilty. If you don't have this, this is not to check off a box. I just want to let you know the power that comes from giving God your time. When you create a space to hear from him daily and listen to him and pour into his word and pray, it will change your life. I promise you. So if you don't have this, you know, God is not looking down on you saying, Oh my goodness, she is not doing this and I do not love her or think highly of her I don't think God sounds like that but that—that uh, that is not that is not God's voice. You know, he loves you exactly where you're at. And this is not about guilt or stacking up our accomplishments or proving to God that we love him. It just literally is about God's power. And when we give him space and time, he will meet with us. The Bible says, when we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. So if you want God closer, if you want healing, if you want his power in your life, you've got to give him this space. So whatever that looks like. now. I do mine in the morning because I really feel like starting first thing, reminding myself as I'm about to go into my day, reminding myself of the truth, grounding myself in that. We always talk about grounding ourselves in the truth, but the the word of God, God's word is, is the truth. And so when I remind myself that before I go into my day, I just feel like I'm so much better. I feel like it's fresh on my mind. Like, oh, wait wait, I really want to get angry right now. And I might even have a right to, but that's not what the gifts of the Holy Spirit would look like. If I let God into this moment, what What could that look like instead? Oh, okay. The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So, you know, my anger if I let it out, probably wouldn't look like that. So, okay, reel it back, reel it back. (laughs) And so, you know, this is such a struggle for me. And I don't know what your struggle is, but I, I know you have one because you're human. And so whatever it is, this is just going to help give you power to fight that, power to stay in Walking in who God has called you to be and who God has for you and in the gifts that He has for you. And it just gives you just fresh wind, fresh hope. It, you know, and when we meet with God, it's just so good. It's such rich time. His voice changes everything. It just makes everything better. So I could go on and on about how great it is. But that's why I do it in the morning because I need I need to start my day that way or I just, you know, head off in the wrong direction, right? Like it's so easy to take one step in the wrong direction. And if you take that first step in the wrong direction, like that just takes you down the completely wrong path if you keep going that way. So if I can take my first steps heading towards God, it just helps set the trajectory for my day. But if this is not feasible for you, if, you know, there are, you know, Many circumstances that could get in the way of this. And you're saying, like, there's no way that would be healthy for me. And this is not possible. Okay. That is okay. Like, it does not have to be in the morning. When can you do it? Can it be during a nap time? Can it be when the kids go to bed? Can it be on your lunch break? Can it be on your coffee break at work? You know, when can it be? And, you know, it doesn't have to be the same time every day, but there is something about having habits. And when I learned about habits, I read the book the power of habit. And it talks all about how these habits start by a cue. And that cue is what tells you to do the habit. So for example, setting your clothes out the night before to go to the gym in the morning. So when you wake up and you see those clothes, it's going to help cue that habit, so that you are going to have an easier time following it and uh, building this as a actual habit in your life until it's an automatic response. And so. If you can have something like that in your life, a cue where it's like, okay, I'll let you know for me. It's I get out of bed and it's, it's time to meet with God. That is my cue. As soon as I get out of bed, it's time to go meet with God. I've gone through seasons where I would, you know, get out of bed and then shower and then meet with God, you know, or exercise and then meet with God, but have it be something that is the same every day that you can attach it to. So there's no way to forget it. It becomes imprinted into the structure of your day. And with that, I really recommend having just a special spot for you to do this time. Now, don't let this get in the way of starting because, you know, you don't have to have this element, you know, start scrappy. Just get out of bed and sit on the floor, whatever it is. Or, you know, go to the the coffee break room at work, Uh, go sit outside, whatever it is. But, you know, over time, trying to form a special area where you can do this. Maybe this is a special chair, a special portion of the house. You know, I usually go through seasons, like I uh, have a few different spots. And so for maybe three or four months at a time, they'll, I'll have one spot I go to every morning and I'll get my coffee and I'll just make it this nice atmosphere and make sure it's clean and picked up around me so that I can really feel God's peace and focus uh, in the wintertime. I love doing it right by our our fire, our gas fire, because it's just so cozy and I love that atmosphere. Um, So a cozy chair, a special spot, a special drink, you know, whether it's coffee or tea or uh whatever you drink in the morning, just to help uh, set that atmosphere to just to usher in God. There's something about creating that that cozy, comfortable space where, where you're going to be able to concentrate and just get excited to wake up to this. Now, I also really recommend uh, doing whatever you can to do this without children around. This is not, again, a non-negotiable, but it is just so much easier to focus on God's word and and hearing him when there's not a bunch of distractions running around and needing you and screaming and whatnot. So if there's any way to find that space without kids, it really is a game changer. But again, if that doesn't feel possible for you right now, it's something you can work towards. So that's great. Just start where you're at. I don't want any of these to discourage you from starting. You know, even right now, most of the time, for most, you know, sometimes I get up a little bit before my daughter Ileana, but she's been waking up pretty early. So, most of the time, the majority of my quiet time, and if you don't know what the word quiet time is, it's I think it came from like the 80s or 90s. It's what I grew up saying. It just means your time with God, your devotional time. I don't really know what the root of that is. But if you hear me saying quiet time, that's what I mean. But, you know, most of the time, the majority of my quiet time lately has been with her with me. But she is, she's really little. So, um, you know, it's definitely... Easier when she's not there, but she's she's pretty easy to do it with. So I'm I'm nursing her, or she's playing on the floor, and I'm able to still dig into God's word and and focus on what God is saying to me. But you know, so that there might be seasons where it's like that. But in general, anything you can do to create that space without kids, it's it's ideal. Um, and I also want to encourage you if if you feel like that's not possible right now in this season, don't feel guilty to create this space for yourself, even with your kids there. You know, don't feel guilty that you're not focused on them. You know them seeing you dig into the word every day and and wait on god and and read your bible there's something there's nothing more powerful than that than them getting to see you make that commitment and model what that can look like for their lives so don't feel guilty about that and even you know if you have older kids have them join in you know hopefully if it's possible on their own bibles you know get them a kid's bible or if they're even older you know a teen bible and have it just be the family quiet time where, you know, you each sit in your spots on the couch and maybe put on some worship music and you each do your, your personal quiet time. Now, it's also great to do together, like for sure, especially if they're younger, um, even as they get older, to teach them God's word and to be reinforcing that and, and digging into those conversations daily with them is huge. I just also believe you need that one-on-one time with yourself personally with God. Okay, so you have your cozy spot, you have your coffee or your tea, you have your cozy blanket or fire, and you're in your spot, you're ready to go. What do you do? So couple things. You know, everyone's different. So make sure you kind of lean into how you best hear from God, how you best feel God's presence, how you best usher him in. So sometimes I will start with playing um, a worship song or two. Some people like it on the whole time. I know for me that distracts me and it's harder for me to focus on reading my Bible or hearing God, but some people love worship music on the whole time. And that's great too. For me, you know, if I do sometimes start with worship, I'll play one or two songs that like, usually I'll kind of pray and say, God, like what song do you want me to play today to set this atmosphere for you to come in and so usually I'll put a song on my heart and if not I'll usually just go to some of my favorite like right now it's Gyra, so good Maverick City and Elevation Worship it's like my favorite song of all time but you know in each season I usually have a favorite song and I'll, I'll play that and I just in those songs, just feel God speak. And so it just kind of ushers him into that place. It helps me focus on him and his majesty and his power and not be so just caught in what I'm dealing with and what I need to uh find healing in or find clarity on. Cause those things are good too to bring to God. But to begin that that time with with worship can really help get your eyes focused in the right place. So Sometimes I start with worship. Sometimes I start with journaling in in my journal. I will, you know, journal to God and, and talk to God about, you know, I, I thank him for things and I talk about what is going on and I, I talk through the struggles I have or or what he's been speaking to me. I write down what he's been speaking to me so I remember it and so I can go back and look at it. And so sometimes that's the best way for me to set the atmosphere is to kind of get off of my chest everything I've been carrying and kind of lay it at God's feet. And for me, that is through journaling. Okay, and then after I set the atmosphere, whatever that looks like, I dig into God's word, the Bible. And when you dig in, remember, God's word is living and active. The word is God and God is the word. So when you read the Bible, God will show up for you. He is in those words. It's not just a book. It's not just old stories. It is God that you are meeting as you read the word. And so I pull out my Bible and I I really personally love having a hard copy Bible. I know a lot of people love to Read the Bible on their phone on the U version app, and that is great. You know, I there's nothing wrong with that. I find for myself having a hard copy Bible that like I can feel in my hands, there is no connection to my phone because I mean our phones are the biggest distraction. So if you are doing it on the U version, make sure you have it on silent mode. Make sure you are not getting any notifications for anything. And if you do keep getting distracted and you're like, oh, I'm on my phone, I should just go check my email real quick, or I should go check my Instagram, whatever it is that pulls you out, you should maybe switch to a hard copy because you really want to give God every minute that you can in that space because he wants to speak. And if we don't create that space for him or for where our minds are muddled by all of these different things, it's going to be really hard to hear his voice. So whatever it looks like for you, pull out your Bible. And then before I begin reading, every time I pray this prayer, I say, God, God, Please speak to me today. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this space. Open my ears that I can hear from you. Open my eyes that I can see you. Please highlight verses that you have for me. I open my heart to hearing from you. I want more of you. I want to know you. And so before I read my Bible, I pray that and I, I'm expectant that God will speak to me every day because his word is living and active. So I don't care how many times you have read that book in the Bible or that, that chapter in the Bible, God can speak to you something brand new each day. It is living and active. So don't ever, if you feel dry in your Bible reading, you need to invite the Holy Spirit back in. You need to invite Holy Spirit to speak to you. And if you feel like something's blocking you, that you're having trouble hearing from God, pray about that. Ask God, what is blocking me from hearing your voice? Why do I feel like I'm on dry ground? Sometimes we're going to go through seasons like that, and that is okay. But even in those seasons, go in expectant every day that God will speak to you and ask him to speak to you. Ask, give him permission to speak to you. Open my ears that I can hear from you. Open my eyes that I can see. Have him speak to you. Invite him in that he will speak to you in that Bible. Okay, and then another big question, right, that a lot of people have, where do I read? So there are a lot of great devotionals out there and I, you know, devotionals are great and I love going through devotionals in different seasons. Uh, One of my favorite ones that I've ever done is Pursuit by Dave Patterson. Our church did that last year during our 21 days of prayer and fasting and it was a game changer. Oh my gosh. So I will link that in the show notes. I highly recommend it. It's such a good place to, if you are just getting back into the word, that would be a really good place to start is with that devotional. There's a ton of other resources out there, too, but usually, my favorite thing to do is just to dig into the word. I'm just so hungry for his word, and devotionals in seasons can really help me, but sometimes I just want his word like I don't want any anyone else's words. I just want his word. And so where I go, it depends. So right now, I for the past two years, because I am a really slow Bible reader, like I am really big on kind of savoring every verse. And I, if I go too fast, I just feel like I'm checking off a box. Like I feel like I can't hear from him. Now there are days where I whip through like, you know, five, six, seven chapters. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then there's days where I just literally get through one chapter. And that's okay. Like, it's not about the amount. It's really just about making sure you're creating space to hearing from God and and having him lead you. You know, there's some days that that one chapter is so rich with his word, and I am just gleaning so much off of it, and I don't want to go any faster. Like, I just need to sit here in this moment. I need to really perseverate on this one verse. I need to write it down, and I need to write my reflections on it. I need to pray over it. So there's no amount that you need to read, you know, so what I was going to say is two years ago, I was in I was on a trip to New York and I was in a taxi car with my husband. And I don't know, I have this thing where I always like to start like faith conversations with taxi drivers. I don't know what it is. I just I like to get to know them. And then I just figure like maybe they don't know Jesus. Maybe I should just like maybe they've never heard about Jesus. I should just, you know, see if I can uh find a way to bring up Jesus and how God has changed my life. and so. I was having one of these conversations with him and he asked me, have you read the Bible from front to back? And I could not say yes to that question. And so since that moment, I have not forgotten it. I have been on a mission to read the Bible from front to back. Now, there are different approaches. If you want to make sure you've read the whole Bible, you don't always have to read it in that order because you can read it in chronological order, which is actually not reading it from front to back because there's different timelines. Yeah. Look it up. There's, there's a uh, reading plans for that, but I don't know. I just wanted to the way he said it, I'm like, okay, front to back, we're going to do this. So that's what I've been doing for the past two years. And I've been taking it slow at times. I am just, you know, I've also taken breaks and done like the, the pursuit devotional or, you know, different studies along the way. So it hasn't been uh, only that, but generally over the past two years, that's all I've been doing. And so right now I am working my way towards the end of the old Testament and that, that has been where I re- read, you know, I know as soon as I'm done with this book, I'm just going to the next book. And so that's, that's been my route, but that generally is not it. So a lot of times in the past, you know, I would work through one book at a time. And so I would usually ask God, God, where do you want me to read today? And so, you know, I would have him, you know, speak to me about where that might be. And so often he would speak a book or even a specific chapter to me about where he wanted me to read. And so I would read that for the day. And so I think there's merit for both. But you know what's crazy? Because, you know, I think sometimes we can lean too much on just saying, like, hey, God, where do you want me to read today? And so we we don't, uh, you know, we don't end up reading our whole Bible, right? That's that was me. I've been a, a Christian, a Christ follower for almost my whole life, and I hadn't read the whole Bible. And so, you know, I think there is something to be said about reading it all and making sure we have explored all of God's word. And the crazy part about that is as I've done this, right? I've I've stuck in in a uh From front to back. And it is crazy. It makes it even feel even crazier when God speaks to me because there will be that specific chapter that I read on that specific day that speaks so specifically to my situation. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, how did the timing line up that I would be reading this very chapter on this very day when this happened? And, you know, I almost read this chapter yesterday, but then I felt like stopping. And, you know, it just goes into the goodness of God and how He speaks to us. and so you know someone asked me where I got that verse, how God spoke it to me, and it was just in the chapter, the next chapter I was I think in Psalms that that week, and that was just one of the verses in the chapter that that was next in my line of reading, and it happened to be exactly what I needed. So wherever you're going to read in the Bible, whatever route you want to go, God is going to speak to you. And how you know when it's God speaking to you. It's when there's a verse that just jumps out at you. It makes your heart race. It's speaking exactly about what you have just been praying about or struggling through. And you get emotional or, or you get goosebumps or it just hits you really hard. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. So if you've ever had that moment, you have heard from God. Okay. And then a couple other tips for reading your Bible. I I really love reading in the ESV. That's the English, English standard version. This is a really great one to study. I have heard it's like the most accurate. Now it's great to read all the other translations, but if you're really wanting to study the Bible, it's a really good one. The NIV, the NLV, those are also really good ones. I personally have the ESV Study Bible and what I love about this is sometimes when I'm reading something and I just have no idea what it's talking about or it it actually sounds really offensive and I'm like uh this is from God like I don't get it. <laughs> Ever been to that those parts of the Bible? And so then when I have those moments I go down and it's a study Bible so at the bottom there is uh for certain verses there's more context given it talks about the the cultural context at the time it talks about other verses that this is referencing in the bible it you know it kind of goes in depth or explains certain things and it has been so cool because sometimes through going down and i don't always go down there it depends on the day it depends on what i'm reading but when when i have gotten stuck or just been interested in in kind of fleshing things out like maybe i read a chapter and i'm like okay i know this is living and active but i didn't feel anything i didn't feel like god spoke to me about anything and so sometimes then i go down into the study bible part and i read more and i get more of the picture and there has been so many times where god has spoken to me through that where when i learn about the the situation it, it just gives light and it speaks to me. So an example of this would be, I read through one of the genealogies of Jesus. And if you've ever read through a genealogy, it is very dry. Like, it's just a lot of names. Like, okay, I don't get it, God. <laughs> Why is this in the Bible? But then I looked and I went down to the study portion of that Bible and explained how there were certain women that were included in the genealogy of Jesus, which back then was completely unheard of to include women at all in genealogies. That was just not how the culture did it. And so the fact that they are included is insane. Let alone, a lot of these women have crazy pasts. You know, one of them was a prostitute. Like, they, they are not these perfect, shining examples of what, what God is all about. But God redeemed their lives. And that is why they, they are grafted into the genealogy of Jesus. And so wow! learning that, I'm like, oh my gosh, God is so for women. God is so for, you know, us not having to be perfect and for redeeming our past. It doesn't matter what our past look like. They don't define us. Look who's in his genealogy. So, you know, it's things like that, that sometimes bring so much light and, and God speaks to me through it. So I really recommend getting a study Bible. Again, I really like my ESV study Bible. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's not the only one. There's a lot of great ones out there. I'll also link. uh, My my church has an amazing step reading plan. And step reading is where you uh, find a scripture that stands out to you. You write down the scripture, you share your thought on it, the T, and then the E stands for execute. So how does this apply to your life right now? What is God saying to do? And then P is for pray. Talk to God. What did he speak to you? What do you need to do? Bring him into it and pray. So, I'll link that to there are plans on there that can tell you exactly what to read each day. And I think that's such a great approach to it, it really helps bring alive some of the scripture and bring him into it and pray. Okay, so we've talked about reading our Bible, we've talked about setting the atmosphere. Now, we cannot neglect to talk about praying. So, this honestly has been a struggle in my life to be faithful to pray. Now, I'm, I'm constantly talking to God. God helps me process things. God speaks to me. But to really pray over things, to be faithful in every day saying, God, I'm believing for the miracles you have in my marriage. I'm believing for where you're calling my kids and I'm, I pray safety over them, protection over them. I pray that God would speak into their day and you know all of these things. To be faithful, to pray for those things has not always been my strong suit. Honestly, I get sometimes bored if i'm not careful to be praying in in faith and really connecting to god through it but it is so crazy because lately i have been doing this more Uh, my friend introduced me to this idea of a prayer square and i'll I'll see if i can find the video to link for you it's like a three-hour video so i don't know if you need to watch it but the idea is you have these four different areas of things that you're praying over and so the the areas are yourself your family your country going down to like your neighborhood you know you go like country uh state you know all these things and then the church so the big church big c church all of the churches of the world and then going down to your your local church that you attend and as you are coming up with your prayers for each of these, you write down your prayers. But but as you go through each of these, you ask God to reveal verses that he wants to speak over each area of your life or each area that you're praying for. And so, you know, you like, for example, you've heard me talk about struggling with anger. And so something that I know I need to pray over daily is, is not being angry, not using my tongue to harm. And so God, you know... If if I were to look, I already had these verses, but if I were to look for verses on that, I would just go into Google and say, like, what does the Bible say about uh, taming the tongue? Or what does the Bible say about anger? And, you know, read through that list of verses. And as you're reading through them, because Google's going to give you a bunch of verses as you're reading through them watch for how god speaks to you if you feel like a verse is just standing out and and makes you cry or screaming out to you or like i've heard if you feel like there's a racehorse rising up inside of you that means god is giving you that verse that that is the verse holy spirit is speaking to you so you take that verse and you turn it into a prayer god i pray over my tongue thank you that i no longer am held captive by my tongue wounding my tongue no longer has to bring death. God, help my tongue to bring life, help my tongue to bring healing. There's verses, you know, that life and death are found in the power of the tongue and that the tongue can bring healing. And so I pray those over myself daily now. And so having this new practice of having this prayer square that I go over and the, the idea is to spend five minutes in each of those categories every day. And if you don't have time for that, you know, you can, you can scoop it down to two minutes, a category, whatever it is. But praying that over my life, you know, I pray over uh, every detail of my life, every detail of my marriage and my kids and my house and everything. I cannot tell you the difference that I have seen in my life. It is insane. It is tangible. The days that I spend that time in prayer versus the days that I don't, it is it is so different. It's not just throwing out words. It's not just going through teen. It's not religion. There is literally power in our tongues. There is power in prayer. God says, when you bring things to me, anything you ask in my name, it will be done according to the will of God. So you've you've got to spend time in prayer. And whatever that looks like for you, you don't have to make a prayer square if that doesn't sound like it would help you, but find a way to be faithful in prayer and spend time praying every day. And if you're, you know, you're going through a season of healing, make sure you're praying healing over your life and believing that God is going to show up for you. So mama, I thank you for listening to this. I, I'm praying and believing that you are going to set aside some time to dig into God's power, to meet with him, to hear his voice. And I believe he's going to speak to you. I want to hear all of the stories. Please send me a message, get into the Facebook group. I want to hear how God is moving in your life. And I cannot wait to hear because when God shows up, things change. I love you, mama. And I will talk to you soon.